What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm here to guide and help you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music, intros, music outros, especially distribute your podcast to streaming platforms, uploading episodes with limited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships. Excellent. These are the keys you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show, Off the Meat Rack Chain's New York podcast, the unfiltered comedy entertainment show about the stories mixed with entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Now. Where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, all in one word, off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. Alongside with my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast, and my primary handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, the streaming platforms goes like this. We are on Anchor. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM. We are on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or you can check out anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
evening, Ghosts and Ghouls, representing USA, Canada, International, Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. This is your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Greg Meter, YouTuber, host with the most, creator, misunderstood, lonely nomad, unstoppable independent podcaster, and rookie podcaster of Laurelton, Queens, New York. And you're rocking and hanging with the 200 Second episode of Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast. And happy Halloween, everybody. I hope y'all enjoying the weekend, the trick-or-treating, the parade. Hope y'all had some fun. Hope y'all were careful. Hope y'all were safe. And, and you know, we got a lot going on in episode 202 today. So um, before I forget, let me not forget this. Of course, if you are um, a new listener and a new YouTube watcher and you miss any previous episodes whatsoever, please feel free to go grab that subscribe button on the YouTube channel, G Money Stacks 555, and tap that no need, no need bell so you can be reminded when the show goes media via live stream. Leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and alongside with sharing the videos and sharing the episodes alongside with um alongside with the upcoming episodes share the videos share the episodes and of course download the episodes which is very important and of course um by the way we are live and direct from StreamYard alongside with YouTube and alongside myself is the Instagram live of the podcast show page make sure you turn your notifications and all that great stuff whatsoever and um and like i said we got a great show for you today on this halloween episode i decided today because <laughs> it's the only chance that i have the only opportunity that i have right here so um so without further ado let me cut to the chase and start with the new york mass transit files real quick All right, um, let's get to our first mass transit um, topic here. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, we have a first story in regards to the NTA, and this is pertaining to opening bridges for bikes. So let's get to it. The MTA is looking to make itself more bicycle friendly as it's set as it's set to finish installing bike racks at every subway station and permit bike crossings on two of its toll bridges 
bike parking infrastructures is currently pres present within 100 feet of an interest at 90% of the Big Apple's 472 subway stations. Jessica Matthew, the MTA's Senior Advisor for Special Projects and Initiatives, told the MTA board at its Wednesday meeting, Matthew said the authority has identified 37 stations, mainly in the further reaches of subway lines in the other borough, the outer boroughs, lacking in such infrastructure and is working with the city's Department of Transportation to get racks installed there. A DOT spokesperson did not respond to an inquiry as to a life no a timeline for when the racks will be installed. The agency has also finally opened up one of its seven bridges to crossing cyclists. Matthew said. Queens Cross Bay Ridge between Broad Channel and the Rockaways Peninsula as a pedestrian path now open to cyclists pedaling across Jamaica Bay with shallow markers already placed on the roadway streets blog reported. Completion of the full project, which will be shared between cyclists and pedestrians, isn't expected until 2024. Upon the conclusion of a capital project on the Bridges Southern and to make a ramp disability accessible, the authority also intends to widen a walkway on the Henry Hudson Bridge between the, the Bronx and Manhattan and construct ramps in order to make the path accessible to both bikers and pedestrians. That work is expected to conclude in 2025. Down the pipeline, the authority has unclear plans for improvements on RFK Triborough Bridge. Um, Matthew said, state law signed last year required the MTA to formulate a comprehensive plan on accessibility for bikes, pedestrians, and micro mobility. And the authority says it will issue its final recommendations by the end of the year. The MTA is notably lagging in bike accessibility on its seven bridges throughout the, the city to the, DL, the city DLT, which has installed bike infrastructure on many of its, its East and Harlem River crossings. The authority intends to expand the number of bus routes with bike racks aboard to incentivize cycling, but dedicated bike infrastructure on the city's longest suspension bridge. The Verrazano um, Narrows remains a pipe dream for cycling advocates. Same is true for the Whitestone Bridge with Matthew declaring bike engineering projects along most of their spans in intractability complicated. For others like the Marine Parkway Gil Hodges Memorial Bridge, uh between southern brooklyn and the rockaways the question of bike access is one of demand one of the key things we're looking at is where we think there's demand for cycling and making sure we're serving our equity goals for the areas of the city that don't have many other options 
are far from subway stations, Manfi said at a press conference Wednesday. And that's how we're really thinking about prioritizing those investments. Some cycling advocates feel that's not enough. Other than the Cross Bay, uh, it remains illegal to ride a bike across um, an MTA bridge on a pedestrian path, though enforcement is inconsistent. As a result, there's no way for cyclists to demonstrate extent demand for cycling across a bridge without breaking the law. If it's illegal to bike, how are we supposed to generate demand? Or are we supposed to break the rules and show demand, said John Orcutt of Bike New York. It's ridiculous. Orcutt argues that the city should just build bike infrastructure and the demand will follow, citing the Brooklyn Bridge as an example where the construction of bike path in what was previously a traffic lane quickly saw crossings of the world's oldest suspension bridge double in just the first month. And we got another um, story in regards to um, Omni, which stands for One Metro New York. Strap hangers holding reduced fare metric cars will finally be able to ride trains and buses at half price using Omni, the Metropolitan Transportation Authority announced on Monday. The over 1 million transit riders holding a reduced fare metric card, which enables seniors and people with disabilities to pay $1.35 to ride a train or bus instead of $2.75, can finally pay the reduced fee reducing using, excuse me, using the contactless fare system. After months of testing, piloting, and training, we are proud to announce that Omni is here for reduced fare customers, said um, Cumul Arroyo, the MTA Chief Accessibility Officer at the MTA's um, NYC Transit Committee Monday. Seniors and persons with disabilities who have reduced fare metric cards today can now apply for that half fare benefit on any payment device that can be used with Omni. Still out of luck though, are those using half price student metro cards or fare fares for low income New Yorkers. Those riders still cannot transfer their benefits from a metro card to Omni. Beneficiaries can apply to switch their uh, metro card benefits to Omni by using the digital assistant on Omni's website and begin using contactless payment using a digital wallet on a smartphone or a credit card. Credit or debit card, rather. Over 1,400 strap hangers had already switched their benefits over to Omni by the time the authority announced the expansion uh, at its monthly committee meetings Monday. Re physical reduced um, fare Omni cars will not be available until 2023. The, the MTA plans to fully phase out the metric card by the end of 2023, at which point tap to pay will become the only way to ride. But until now, those using paying 
a reduced fare had to continue using the MetroCard even as the authority phases out the 30-year-old MetroCard. Transit honchos say that migrating over, over to Omni will promote accessibility for those that, that need it. Contactless payment is more accessible for um, many riders, Arroyo said. Having the option to use your card or device means one less card to keep track or to keep track of or need to replace. Fewer visits to our customer service centers for card help and more seamless experience in our system. Using a personal payment device can also mean no more pre-loading value onto a card to travel. Hmm. Switching to Omni also means that reduced fare customers can take advantage of Omni's um, fare capping system, which allows for unlimited rides after 12 taps in a single week. Fare capping meant to incentivize switching to Omni has put millions of dollars back in riders' pockets, DNT says. About 40% of subway riders and 20% of bus riders use Omni on a given weekday, said the NT, said NYC Transit President Richard Davey. The authority says it is testing for integrating Omni for access a ride, the Royal said. A one board member appealed to the NTA to expand Omni to include student and fair, fair fares car holders soon. There's another biggest population out there, student um, metric cars and those that use fair fares, said board member um, Mindari Valdivia. And getting them to into the Omni system is great. <clears throat> An MTE spokesperson said, that students should not expect $1.35 Omni um, until next school year, as half price metro cards have already um, been distributed for the school year. Contactless student Omni cards are scheduled to be distributed starting in the 2023 to 2024 year. The spokesperson declined the comment regarding fair fares, noting that it's a city program. Okay, but there's one there's, there's there's one problem here though, man. Um some people some people take nice bus. And I don't and I don't know if nice bus has the tapping um machine. I don't think they don't even I don't think they have it yet though, man. And I don't know how that's going to really I'm not sure how that's going to really work though, but I may have to I'm you know what? I'm going to ask somebody about this because because 2023 is almost here and the phasing out the metric cards and all that other stuff, but there's no tapping machines for Omni. So I'm really, I'm really lost here because I'm really lost here because they're phasing out the metric cards in 2023 and there's no tapping machine for um, nice bus. Um, I'm really, you know, what? I'm going to find out anyway. I'll find out what's going on. If I see. Um, I'll find out. Anyway, um, anyway, so, um, so let me just ask, let me just, um, say this though, um, hold on a minute, hold on, um, hold on, so we have more of the fucking Kanye West shit 
going on here. And this is going to be chanting on the jazz right here. So let's get through the Kanye West bullshit right now. The chanting on the jazz. And more Kanye West news. There's actually more to this bullshit whatsoever. Um, he's at it again. He's at it again. And and this time he's comparing himself to Emmett Till and compared himself to George Floyd with the knee on the neck. But first we're going to get into, <laughs> let's get into the whole George Floyd thing for a second. Hold on a second. The comparison is ridiculous. No, that fucking comparison is ridiculous, though. Um, hold on a minute here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, hang on a minute here. I want to actually get to. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. This is this is crazy, man. Yes. So. <laughs> yes, Ye Yes, Kanye West compared himself to George Floyd. He has no idea what the hell is going on here, man. So that's ridiculous right there, man. That's very ridiculous. So here's what's happening according to Yahoo. Ye formerly known as Kanye West, apologized for claiming George Floyd died of an overdose. I know how it feels to, to have a knee on my neck now, Ye told paparazzi on Friday. Several companies, including Adidas, cut ties with Ye over his hateful and dangerous comments. Oh, Obviously, Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, compared himself to George Floyd while apologizing to the black community for his previous controversial comments. While speaking to paparazzi on Friday, Ye apologized for falsely claiming that Floyd, who was killed after the former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin leaned on lean a knee on his neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds, died of a fentanyl drug overdose. Um, it hurt the black people, he said, so I want to apologize for hurting them because right now God has shown me by what Adidas is doing and by what the media is doing. I know how it feels to have a knee on my neck now. No, the fuck you don't. Lawyers representing George Floyd's family previously said the family had begun online hate after the rapper made comments about his death. Adidas, along with several other companies, recently cut ties with the rapper, citing his hateful and dangerous comments, which included anti-Semitism. Ye said he had been humbled by the situation, which he previously said led to him losing $2 billion in one day. Ye also appeared to walk back on some of his previous comments disparaging the Black Lives Matter movement. He told the paparazzi that while there were elements of the Black Lives Matter movement he did not agree with, he recognized that the movement initially made us feel good together as a people. The rapper, um, rapper has been a vocal critic of the movement, which he has called a scam. and. He recently sparked controversy by wearing a, a shirt with the words "White Lives Matter" at the at his Yeezy fashion show in Paris, which I which we previously discussed. Um, according to 
the Anti-Defamation League, the phrase White Lives Matter has racist connotations, and white supremacist groups have used the phrase as a slogan. In confusion and at times contradictory comments to the paparazzi, Ye seemed to take back some of his controversial comments while defending others. He said that he did not realize that he could be anti-Semitic until he read a definition of the term, which which said it included speaking about the myth of a Jewish world, Jewish conspiracy, or of Jews controlling the media economy government or other societal institutions you're an idiot for not knowing that shit man you're an idiot you're an idiot i didn't realize it was anti-semitic to say hey you i have a jewish attorney i have a jewish record label i have a jewish contractor yeah he said you think his recent anti-semitic comments including saying and have been widely condemned by Jewish groups and public figures. Oh, Lord. He's getting his taste of his own medicine, folks. So just, <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, yeah, he's getting his taste of his own medicine. Yeah, he is. And he's wrong for that shit, though, man. He's really wrong for that shit, though, man. Yay implied to the paparazzi that those comments were taken out of context, claiming the definition of that phrase is actually gonna actually going actually to get extra defense and that he needed that extra extra defense. His comments were understood to have meant to reference the military term DEFCON 3, which means to force readiness increase above normal levels, according to veteran. Oh my gosh, man. In more Kanye West news, okay, we need to get to the whole George Floyd thing. There's more of that shit, actually. Um, we need to get into that right now, actually. Um, and this is what's going on with with this is what's going on here, man. Um, Kanye Kanye West attacked the family of George Floyd on Sunday, shortly after saying he wanted to apologize for, for false statements he made about Floyd's death. In an Instagram post, the rapper lashed out against Roxy Washington, the mother of Floyd's daughter, after she moved to file a $250 million lawsuit. Yeah, $250 million lawsuit over his recent remarks about the police brutality victim. West's Wes's post has been deleted. Oh my gosh. In June 2020, West, who now goes by Ye, reportedly donated $2 million to the Floyd family. He also reportedly launched a college savings fund for Floyd and Washington's young daughter, Gianna, after police officer Derek Chauvin killed Floyd by pressing his knee into Floyd's neck about nine and a half minutes. Um, however, West drew sharp criticism this month for falsely claiming on an episode of Drink Champs podcast that Floyd's death was fentanyl related and that Chauvin's knee wasn't even on his neck like that. Washington is now planning to sue West for harassment, misappropriation, defamation, and infliction of emotional distress, according to an October 18th press release from her legal team. 
Now for Roxy Washington and Roxy Washington alone, um, West captioned a photo of Washington on Instagram this weekend. I gave, and he said, in quote, I gave $2 million out of my pocket for the family to help George, George's daughter, your daughter. Many gave words. I acted now because of, because of words you want to sue me for $200 million, million when I'm going through an economic lynching, a digital lynching, a social credit score bankrupting, an attorney representing the Floyd family, Pat D. Dixon, declined to comment Sunday on West's latest remarks. Earlier this month, Dixon condemned West's um, previous comments as a repugnant, repugnant attempt to discount George Floyd's life and to profit from his inhumane death. I have so much to say on this shit. Um, let me continue gathering my thoughts. You are either being controlled or you are being greedy. West continued in his Instagram attack on Washington. This is how you try someone who was there for your family. You will never get money from no one else. God don't like ugly. West's Instagram rant came and went days after he told paparazzi that he wanted to apologize for his Trump champs remarks about Floyd. When I questioned the death of um, George Floyd, it hurt my it hurt my people. It hurt the black people. West told paparazzi in a video credited to Buzz Buzz Zipper slash LA Gossip TV. In the same clip, West also addressed the swift fallout from his recent racist and anti-Semitic behavior, which has resulted in a number of companies, from Adidas to Balenciaga, severing ties with him. God has shown me by what Adidas is doing and by what the media is doing. I know how it feels to have a knee on my neck now, he told paparazzi. So thank you, thank you God, for humbling me and letting me know how it really felt. Because how could I? How could the race? How could the richest black man ever be humbled, other than be other than to be made to not be a billionaire in front of everyone? West cited his paparazzi interview Sunday in his Instagram caption, which read, "To the Floyd family, I apologize to you in the black community for my comments on Drink Champs humbly. Now, come get Roxy before she mess mess up." all y'all money. In recent weeks, West has come under fire for his fraudulent Floyd remarks. White Lives Matter stunts and anti-Semitic outbursts, which have led to anti-Semitic incidents in Florida and Los Angeles. Free speech, do, free speech rights do not include harassment, lies, misrepresentation, and misappropriation of George Floyd's legacy, said Kay Harper Williams. An attorney representing the Floyd family earlier this month. Some words have consequences, and Mr. West will be made to understand that. In other Kanye West news, um, um, Peloton has also cut ties with him. Yes, Peloton. Yes, Peloton has also cut ties with him too. Um, that's one of the. That's one of the businesses and stuff. So, so obviously, 
Obviously, um, the list of companies installing a firewall between themselves and Kanye West is getting longer by the day. Peloton is the latest to distance itself, saying it has indefinitely paused playing West's music and newly produced streaming workout classes. The company has also stopped recommending previous classes that use his music, though it has not removed those from its catalog. The decision comes after West, also, who also goes by Ye, made a series of anti-Semitic comments. The trouble intensified last Saturday when supporters, demonstrators in Los Angeles hung a banner on an overpass saying, Hunk, if you know Kanye is right about the Jews. Pictures from, from that went viral, prompting more businesses to sever ties with the singer entrepreneur Provocateur. Um, provocateur, provocateur. I'm not even going to speak too much on it. Um, because you know, I stand with you. You will not hear that artist in my class at all. I do not, I do not support hate speech whatsoever, baby. Instructor Alex Toussaint said during a recent class. Peloton speaking to Hello Buddy, an unaffiliated resource site for Peloton enthusiasts said, we take this issue very seriously and confirm, can confirm Peloton definitely paused the use of Kanye West's music on our platform. This means our instructors are no longer using his, his music in any newly um, produced classes. And we're, we are not suggesting any, any class that includes his music in our provocative recommendations to members. You should know this was a decision we made immediately following his remarks. Meanwhile, um, Madden Tussins, Tussards has removed Ye's wax figure from its London location with a spokesperson telling the Hollywood Reporter that each profile earns their place at Madden Tussins, London, and we listen to our guests and the public on who they expect to see at the attraction. TJ Maxx also announced it will boycott Ye's apparel line, telling its buying team not to purchase the clothes for sale in any of its stores globally. That band would also include Marshalls and Home Goods. And Christie's Auction House has canceled the sale of Yeezy One prototype shoe that West wore to the 2008 Grammy Awards, which last sold for $1.8 million. Um, West was escorted from the Sketches headquarters on Wednesday after arriving unannounced at the company. This story was originally, um, originally at the company. Oh boy. Yeah, we, I think I talked about the Sketches situation already, um, in episode 200, if I'm not mistaken, but, um, let me see. Also, in other West news, um, we got to get to, we got to get to the, um, we got to get to the Emmett Till shit. This is crazy, man. And <laughs> this is really crazy, man. He really went too far on this shit, though, right here, though, man. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, he's wrong on that shit, though, and I'll tell you why he's wrong. Kanye West is on a new tear suggesting what happened to Emmett Till is what, what's happening to him as he falls from grace this while trying to get Ari 
um, Emmanuel's attention. New posts have been popping up on Ye's IG page of late ever since he was reinstated, but a string of troubling thoughts are cropping up Sunday, um, including the notion that he's going through a modern day lynching, presumably at the hands of the ex WME chief. AW writes, um, Ari Emanuel, can you find a place for the Donna Academy kids to go to? That's prob properly zoned for a school. I got about 60 children that have no place to be as they look to transfer. They tried to dismantle our basketball team. Those boys are being penalized without reason. Even professional athletes were threatened by their owners to dissociate. He goes on to say that the treatment he's receiving, essentially being canceled, is what post social media black hashtag black mirror warfare looks like, adding that down the kids are suffering. Kanye then insinuates he's suffering an economic lynching, a digital lynching, and a bankruptcy of his social credit score. Finally, what sure sounds like another anti-Semitic jab. You tried to bankrupt Adidas and me at the same time. You tried to destroy my life after all the money I've made from made for the business people. At least I, at least as I burned to stake to the stake in front of the whole world. Everyone now knows who they need to really be afraid of. He finishes by saying, and now everyone knows how much power you business people actually have. There's a lot more to the rant, but it's rambling and incoherent. Now, Kanye seems to be invoking Ari because the guy publicly asked comp companies to stop doing business with Kanye amid his ongoing anti-Semitic remarks, and it appears to have worked. Um, and uh, Kanye went on to post a screen jab of a conversation he was having with someone named Russell initials uh, RS, who is who's encouraging him to simmer down, strategize and find a better way to vent his frustrations. Ye fires back though with a weird reply saying, he needs to get the Jewish business people to make contracts fair or, dying, or die trying. That post has since been deleted between but of course it was captured and lies on the internet. He also posts a shot at Hosha Walker with a straightforward caption pro-life. Oh my gosh. And we have another um Kanye West issue that we need to get to in terms of uh the playlist, his music playlist catalog, which is uh Okay, so we need to get to that. We need to get to it, though. Hold on a second. Okay, so Apple Music and Spotify also is cutting ties with Kanye West. Also, so so this is um this is basically according to Billboard, and I this is this is just crazy to me. And to be honest with you, I can never really see myself basically. Um, listening to his music ever again. <laughs> to be honest with you, I couldn't even do it. This is just playing crazy, and I'm not sure how people would actually do this and 
and, and just act like nothing happened. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so this is just the latest on this thing. Let me just get to this, get to the story right here. Um, I want to get to this Dan Kanye West story actually with the whole, um, Apple Music. I'm actually glad that they're doing this because this is just this is just one of the tip, this is just the tip of the iceberg that they actually um, cut ties with him. And uh, yeah, and and I think I have my uh, my complete reasons why. Of course, yeah. So so of course, um, and I can't believe why. I can't believe he would do this. So Kanye West's um, music is off of Apple Music, Apple Music, and Spotify. All right, I want to get to this shit right now. So, um, anyway, so um, this is according to. Uh, the, the this is according to the LA Times actually. So let's get into it though. So, um, a week after, um, hold on a minute, a week after, um, Endeavor. Hold on a second. Hold on a minute here. Yeah, a week after Endeavor, Chief Ari Emanuel called for businesses to cut ties with. This artist, formerly known as Kanye West, after his anti-Semitic remarks, companies such as Adidas and Gap stopped working with him. But others, including streamers, Apple Music, Spotify, and Amazon Music, still feature Ye's music on their playlist. Apple Music and Tidal, which also streams West's music, did not respond to a request for comment. Apple Amazon Music declined to comment. But the industry analysts say the decision to take down Ye's music is complicated by several factors, including contract requirements um, streamers may have with record labels and publishers, free speech considerations, whether it is appropriate to take action against an artist's behavior outside of their music. On Tuesday, Spotify CEO Daniel Eck told Reuters that even though he found West's anti-Semitic comments just awful, they aren't in West's music that is streaming on Spotify. It's really just his music, and his music doesn't violate our policy, E.K. told Reuters. Ye has, has been heavily criticized for anti-Semitic uh, remarks and false statements made about the Holocaust and Jewish people, um, those viewpoints which were made outside of his albums and songs caused a swift backlash. Silence is dangerous. Emmanuel wrote in, in an opted piece in the Financial Times on October 19th. It allows forms of hatred and racism, including anti-Semitism to spread and become normalized. It coarsens and degrades our society and country. In response, several brands cut ties with the rapper. Anti-Semitism, racism, and hate in any form are in inexcusable and not tolerated in accordance with our values. The Gap said in 
statement Tuesday. On behalf of our customers, employees, and shareholders, we are partnering with organizations that combat hate and discrimination. Um, serving ties with GA could be a little more complicated from music stream services legal experts say. Oh, gosh. Brian Sullivan, a founding partner at law firm Early Sullivan, right? Um, Yizzer and McRae, LLP, said that while the First Amendment does not bar music stream services from removing West's music, there could be contracts in place that would require Spotify or Apple Music to go on to go to the music publisher or recording, recording company to get permission to amend their agreement to remove those songs. If there is no contract in place, the streaming could remove West's music, he said. It all depends on the contract, says Sullivan said. Eck told Reuters it's up to his label if they want to take action or not. Yet Spotify has removed songs it promoted on playlists from controversial artists in the past. Of course, obviously, um, in May 2018, Spotify delisted R. Kelly from company playlist and stopped promoting his music as part of its hate content and hateful conduct policy. At the time, Kelly faced sexual misconduct allegations. In 2022, he was convicted of child pornography charges. Spotify said that R. Kelly's music, however, would still remain on his streaming service. We don't censor content because of an artist or creator's behavior, but we want our editorial decisions and we chose to program to reflect our values, Spotify said at the time. When an artist or creator does something that is especially harmful or hateful, it may affect the ways we work with or support that artist or creator. But less than a month later, the company walked back its statement and updated its policy. We're saying we don't aim to play judge and jury and said that playlist editorial decisions focus on what music will positively resonate with their listeners. The company said that some artists expressed concerns that mistakes made when they were younger could be used against them on Spotify. Of course, striking, um, striking the right balance between police and offensive content and protecting the free speech rights of artists and podcast hosts has been a delicate balancing act for the Swedish streaming giant. I don't know, man. This is, I don't know. This is crazy, man. This is really crazy. And I, I don't know. This is just, um, hold on a minute here. We need to, we need to get to the bottom of this. We need to get to the bottom of this shit, though. Um, seriously. Um, seriously, man. Um, so, so essential. Essentials playlist disappears from Apple Music following anti-Semitic rhetoric. So let's get into it. There's more to the story than this, though. So Apple Music appears to join the widening um, list of businesses distancing themselves from Kanye West in light of his repeated anti-Semitic remarks. The streaming music giant has apparently pulled Kanye West's Essentials playlist after the rap veteran who goes by the name Ye made offensive offensive comments online and again in interviews. Billboard has reached out to Apple for comment, though the tech giants rep hadn't responded at the time of writing. Um, earlier this week, Daniel Elk, CEO at Spotify, 
Apple's Apple Music's rival addressed the hip hop star and his awful comments for an interview with Reuters. Eck, however, noted that his music did not violate the Spotify's anti-hate policies and that the ball was in the court of Ye's label. Universal Music's music groups Def Jam. Uh, <laughs> oh man, Def Jam to pull his catalog if they chose to. It's really just his music, and his music doesn't violate our policy. Eck told Rooters, noting it's up to his label if they want to, if they want to take action or not. Eck went on to explain that Ye's anti-Semitic comments would have been yanked from Spotify if they had made a podcast or recording per their hate speech policy, but that wasn't the case. A spokesperson for UMG has since clarified that Def Jam's relationship with Ye as a recording artist, Def Jam's partnership with the Good Music label venture, and Ye's merchandise agreement with Bravado all ended in 2021. The Ye exodus is now in full flight. WME Chief Ari Emanuel directly called on West's corporate partners, particularly Spotify and Apple Music, to stop collaborating with him. Since then, talent agency CAA dropped him as a client. MRC Entertainment shelved a completed documentary on the hip-hop icon and Balenciaga. Also, Gap was included. Also, Gap was included. <laughs> Also, Gap was Gap was included, and um, and um, and Vogue cut all ties with him earlier this week. Um, Ye lost his biggest his biggest corporate backer, the sportswear giant Adidas, with which he had made a multi multi year partnership with its line of Yeezy products valued at one point five billion dollars. Adidas does not tolerate anti-Semitism and any other sort of hate speech. The company said in a statement Tuesday, Ye's recent comments and actions have been unacceptable, hateful, and dangerous, and they violate the company's um, values of diversity and inclusion, mutual respect, and fairness. Um, other brands and companies that have ended their relationships with um with West in the aftermath include Foot Locker, which I mentioned, um, TJ Maxx and his Donda Academy team was removed from the Alaska play-by-play classic season schedule. Um, all right, and there and we and this is where we segue to um, the Donda Academy basketball team. Okay, we got some more. Um, okay, so. The basketball team at Yates Donda Academy has been kicked out of a high school tournament amid the rapper's recent anti-Semitic outburst. The artist formerly known as Kanye West's um, Christian private school is no longer no longer um no longer permitted to participate in the Scholastic play-by-play classics tournament. Teams Sports reports. The tournament have the tournament has five national locations and is and it's often considered the pivotal step in the development of future basketball stars LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Kobe Bryant have previously played in the tournament while in high school. And in light of 
recent anti-Semitic statements by Kanye West, we will no longer be hosting Donna Academy at this year's play classics events, including the Kentucky play-by-play classic scheduled for December 11th, 2022 at Freedom Hall in Louisville, Kentucky. The tournament said in a statement, Kanye's words and actions violate our values as a company and a country. And we and what we seek to ensure at all of our events, a spirit of diversity, sportsmanship, inclusion, equity, and mutual respect. This the statement also expressed sympathy for the hardworking student athletes who can't participate in the tournament on account of Ye's actions. By all accounts, they are exemplary group of young men. The statement continues. Unfortunately, we cannot in good conscience host an organization funded and directed by Mr. West at our events. Um, the news comes after Jalen Brown and Aaron Donald announced their departures from Donna Sports, Yay Sports Management Company, which represented the stars. Earlier this week, Gap also announced that it will be taking immediate steps to remove all remaining Yeezy Gap products from its stores. Fallout from Ye's comments have been swift, and a report from Forbes indicates that he know he is no longer a billionaire after losing most of his high-profile deals and partnerships. Okay, this is where <laughs> this is where Diddy comes in, being the billionaire. This is where Diddy comes in. Now, Diddy is now officially been declared a billionaire surpassing Kanye West on the hip hop rich list shortly after the losses billionaire status. According to Forbes, Ye was stripped of his title as a billionaire on Tuesday, October 25th, after he and Adidas ended their lucrative partnership together. Uh, as a Kanye is now valued at around $400 million. The Atlas Substack proclaimed in a list compiled by Forbes former senior entertainment editor Zach O'Malley Greenberg that Diddy has now surpassed Ye on the list of Rap's um, top five richest moguls. However, Jay-Z still reigns supreme with a net worth of $1.5 billion. Okay, Diddy is now um, valued at even a billion, even billion, making him the second wealthiest rap mogul behind Hove. Diddy's lucrative surge into the billionaires club comes thanks to his longtime investments with Ciroc, valued at around $60 million, DeLeon Tequila, and his media network revolt. Wow. Burner and Dr. Dre snagged the final two slots with values at one at four at four hundred and ten million dollars and four hundred million respectively. Diddy's billionaire status comes shortly after he made a few braggadocious claims about being hip hop's first millionaire in a motivational video posted on YouTube. Once the video went viral, the data move on rapper clarified in a follow-up video that he hadn't yet achieved billionaire status. A lot of blogs took that as I had become 
hip-hop's first billionaire. This That is not the case, he explained. He went on to say that the race is still on, adding that any of you hustlers out there can get can come get it. Come and get it. It really ain't about the money at the end of the day, he said. It's, a, it's about the impact that you have on the world. As Kanye West continued to experience financial and social fallout as a result of his bigoted comments about Jewish people, Diddy was actually at one point a target of Ye's agitated fever. Um, Diddy went on to the Breakfast Club and said he disagreed with Kanye's choice to don a White Lives Matter t-shirt during Paris Fashion Week, which led to Kanye calling him a fed. I didn't like our convo Kanye wrote on Instagram. I'm selling these tees. Nobody gets in between me and my money. This is my grandfather texting you now. Never call me with no bullshit like that again unless you ready to green white me. Because anybody who got on that tee is mine. It's me. The the gotta move on rapper then attempted to text Ye directly right and let's stop playing these internet games and don't feel threatened, you'll be fine. Just love. Yay replied, this ain't a game. I'm going to use you as an example to show Jewish people that told you to call me that no one can threaten or influence me. I told you this was war. Now I'm not going to get you some business. Meanwhile, Diddy recently unleashed numerous remixes of his new Gotta Move On including a Queen remix that features Ashanti addressing Earth Guys in abbreviated comments that he had made about their past relationship on Winchamps. Okay. And I forgot to add this to the, the conversation in regards to um, Kanye West being sued by a former manager. Ooh. Wait a minute here. Wait a minute here. Wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute here. Wait a minute here. Hold on. That's interesting right here. That's very interesting right here, though, folks. Um, okay, let's get into that one right there, though, man. That's crazy. Yeah, well, he doesn't really deserve a break, though. I hate to say this. I hate to say this shit, though, man, but this is just, he's getting his taste of his own medicine, so I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm just going to put it like that, though, man. Um, Okay. All right. Uh, okay, let's see. Um, Kanye West um, getting sued by former manager. Former manager, let's get into this one right here before we go on to the next one. Um, <laughs> yo, oh my gosh, yo, that's that's crazy, man. <laughs> oh man, Yay is facing four point five million million dollar lawsuit from his former business manager. (laughs) 
According to legal documents obtained by The Blast and TMZ, celebrity accountant and business manager Thomas St. John filed a lawsuit against the artist formerly known as Kanye West over an alleged breach of their agreed monthly fees. During a recent meeting between the two of them, St. John claimed that Ye got aggressive with him and has since stopped paying the money he was agreed to pay. Per the lawsuit, the business manager was approached by the multi- hyphenated earlier this year to provide business management, taxation services, and accounting. After they met in March to discuss doing business together, Ye started to introduce people to St. John as the CFO of Donda, a different company to the Yeezy brand. St. John requested a two-year guarantee to work with the Yeezy company. In addition to the economic costs and risks associated with committing to defendants as clients. Plaintiffs also need assurance that def- defendants would not simply walk away from the business relationship. Mr. St. John, um, however, proposed to compromise on an agreement with a minimum term of 18 months losses reads, reads. Eventually, they agreed upon an 18-month period, but the company St. John works for was forced to two down two other potentially lucrative opportunities in order to work with Ye. <sighs> per the agreement signed between the two par- parties, St. John and his company was retained to act as Kanye's most senior financial advisor and as chief financial officer. The agreement was a monthly retainer fee of $300,000. Just weeks after they signed the contract, Ye called a meeting to drop the deal. At this meeting, Mr. West became heated and aggressive. He screamed at Mr. St. John and made clear he no longer wanted to work with um, St. John. Reads the suit. When confronted by the 18-month commitment that had just been made, Mr. West stated words to the effect of the 18-month term was bullshit and you are insane for even thinking I would stick to it. Ye has failed to pay the remainder of the contract, which consisted of 15 months of payments. As a direct and proximate proximate result of Kanye's breach, the company uh, has been damaged in the amount of the unpaid fee balance of $900,000 as of October 12, 2022. The lawsuit continued. It will continue to be damaged for an additional amount of $3 million, $3,600,000 for fees owed from October 2022 to November 2023 through the remainder of the minimum 18 months terms of the agreement all right i'm gonna say something real quick uh, real quick though man first of all first of all first of all man you got yourself in fucking hot water okay no one told you to make stupid comparisons to emmett till and george floyd who got his knee on the neck by a former officer from minneapolis why the hell? What even? What is wrong with you? What even possess you to even do some shit like this? Like seriously, seriously, you're getting a taste of your own medicine, 
and and the, and the thing is, here's the thing, though, man. You are a spoiled brat, okay? You are a fucking spoiled brat, and and the simple fact that and the simple fact that um I'm actually glad that um Apple Music is cutting ties with him because he is he's getting out of hand, and and you know for Spotify, I actually and it's crazy to me, man. Like why? It's like. As I said before about free speech, just because you have free speech does not mean you are free from the consequences of the hateful harm stuff that you have said. It is not it is not funny and it is not right though. So as I said before, of course you got of course you gotta separate the artist from the person. Yes, that's true too. But at the same token, you really I would actually feel you would have to cut ties with listening to his music on Spotify. Okay, this is ridiculous. And the more you keep, the more you keep enabling the guy, the more he's gonna say um, worse things ever. And you know something? I'm actually glad that he's not president of the United States because he is a fucking moron and doesn't even know what he's talking about. And and I'm actually glad that um that all the companies had cut ties with him because number one, he needs to he needs to learn a valuable lesson. He needs to learn a valuable lesson. And I really, 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 really hate. Here's the thing, man. I lost respect for him a long time ago. All all because of the fact that he he said that he hates African Americans. Well, I was like, you know, and I'm like, you know what? And I'm still going to say it again. Fuck you, too. You know what I'm saying? To me, that's just that's just fucking grimy to me. For me to hear some someone like that, especially you got all the fucking money in the world. You you are a fucking Scrooge. <laughs> and you're fucking greedy. You know what I'm saying? You're a fucking Scrooge. You don't care about whose feelings you hurt. You know what I'm saying? It's like... It's like you don't even care. It almost seems like you don't even care about your own family. You don't even care about um your kids or anything like that with all these reckless, hateful, anti-Semitic, hateful speeches. Okay, this is this is this is just a valuable lesson. You need to stop doing interviews. People need to stop giving this guy a fucking platform to do fucking interviews and all these random bullshit. Acts, man, like this is getting out of hand. Stop giving him a platform. Stop listening to his music and all that other shit. If y'all can stop listening to R. Kelly's music, you can do the same for Kanye West, man. I'm sick of this shit, man. This is so fucking ridiculous to me, man. Like, like on some real shit, though, man. Seriously, man, you deserve to lose some money. You need to be taught a lesson anyway, man. So that's just that's just how I feel right there, man. And you ruin your fucking career. On some, on picking beef with Diddy, you ruined your damn career. Oh, because you, <laughs> oh, because things didn't go the way you were with Gap, and things didn't go the way you you wanted to be with Adidas or whatever. Like, 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 seriously, man, you need to shut the fuck up. You need to shut the fuck up, seriously, man. You really do. You spoiled brat, and nobody wants to be around you, and and. And I know everybody keeps saying we should have compassion, but how can you have compassion for somebody who has a fucking crazy ass wild behavior? I'm sorry, but but 
if everybody's done with him, I'm done with him. Period. I'm done with him. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm done with his ass. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. And I never really understood why the comparison. Why the comparison? Why the comparison? All right. All right. All right, let's move on to the next topic here, man. Let's move on. Um, okay, let's uh, let's move on to the next topic, seriously. Seriously. Um Yeah, we need to get into Okay, we need to get into some stuff actually. Actually yeah, we need to get into stuff. Um, hold on. Um, all right, let's get into, let me get into this thing here, because, hold on, um, one moment. so much that I want to talk about in this episode. I got this right there. I got it. Okay. Um. Okay. Here's what we're going to do afterwards. So we're going to go into some more of the topics, actually. So we need to talk about... Um. Okay, let's get into... It's a Quavo and take off for a sec. All right. Um, okay. All right. Quavo. Wait a minute. Where is it? Let's get into. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Um. This is crazy. Um. Wait, Quavo and take off. Hold on a minute. Quavo and take off to address leaders reunion for verses. Okay. Um, Quavo and take off address uh, Migos reunion for verses. Okay, so um, let's get into this. So, Quavo and Takeoff have shared what may get the Migos to reunite in a versus a versus. During an interview with Drink Champs, the duo was asked about their inaugural joint LP, only built for Infinity Links, 
and what life has been like for the duo since the alleged split. The conversation began with the duo explaining how easy it was for them to adapt without a third microphone in, the, in their group. That's how we started, Quaver said. He was locked up when we came in. We kept his name alive and and just made sure we let the people know there were three Migos. Um, <laughs> yeah, there were three Migos actually. Yes. Um, later in the interview, Nori and DJ EFN asked Unk and Few about a possible reunion with Offset for a versus and what it would take to make it to make that happen. If the check, if the check right, takeoff answered definitely. Um, this isn't the first time the duo spoke about their relationship with Offset. Um, during an appearance on Revolt, Revolt TV's Big Facts podcast, um, Quavo, also known as um, Quavius Kiate Marshall, offered uh, insight into family, brotherhood, and loyalty. I just feel like we need, we want to see our career as a duo. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. Marshall, thirty, age thirty-one, said regarding the five-four-three-two-one rapper. Because we came from a loyal family, shit that's supposed to stick together. And sometimes when shit don't work out, it ain't meant to be. Um, we stand on real, on real deal, real deal loyalty. And sometimes that shit ain't displayed. This ain't got nothing to do with no label, no paperwork, no, no QC, nothing. This got something to do with the three brothers and shit. It, it is what it is. Right now, we we're gonna be the duel till the till time till time tell. Um, yeah. So basically, let me see. So Quavo, um, breaking. Um, Quavo slams the door on any possibility of the Migos reuniting. Well, I don't know, man. This is gonna be this is gonna be difficult and hard to actually. Um, Better. I can't imagine how the fans would feel. Um. Anyway, um. Let's get into. All right. Let's get into Chingy. We haven't heard from Chingy in a long time. <laughs> but that's crazy, though, man. That they're not getting back together. That's crazy. They're not gonna be reunited. And here's Chingy's thoughts. Chinky's feeling some type of way about being included on a 50 worst rapper, worst rapper list, and he's laying out his emotions about it in, a, in an interview. The St. Louis bred rap star, famously known by his hits Right Thur and Holiday Inn on Ludacris' label in the early two th- 2000s, was grouped with the likes of Master P, Diddy, French Montana, and Corey LeRae on a Twitter ranking that holds no actual weight. Um, still, the rankings got under his skin, evidenced by his latest conversation with Vlad TV. Chingy says, um, the 50 million records he sold throughout his career are more than enough votes to keep his name off any worst rapper list. And social media reactions mainly fueled 
its traction. He went on to call the list invalid and demanded be deleted, mainly because the entire world's seven billion dollar um, strong population wasn't polled. Now, not that he's biased, but Chingy, Chingy said he listened to one of his old songs the other day and was floored at how anyone could think he was one of the worst because he thought the lyrics were so good. His career might be light on flowers these days, but he literally made Bobby Schmurder laugh out loud as he named the chicken head hip hop's number one dance, which was made popular from the Right Thar video. And <laughs> no worse rapper is making people laugh like this. Try again, internet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, man, he, he sold a lot of records and shit like that, though, man. And yeah, um, I don't really think he deserved to be on that list, man, to be honest with you, man. Like, seriously, that, that's kind of crazy. He made his name... He made his name when he was with DTP and all the other great stuff whatsoever. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully, um, I don't think he will be the worst. Hopefully, I don't think, um, and I'm actually glad he actually, you know, cleared, cleared the, cleared the air with, with um, Vlad about the whole list. This is nuts, man. Like, this is some fucking crazy ass shit that anybody would actually come up with. Um... Speaking of crazy, Benny the Butcher's home was on fire. Okay, Benny the Butcher suffered a devastating loss earlier this week as his New York home endured a severe house fire while the Griselda rapper was away in Los Angeles. Fortunately, his family was able to make it safely and no one was hurt. In the above video, the Buffalo rapper can be seen walking through what is left of his house. The windows are destroyed and darkened due to flames. Um, the, the walls were stained with smoke, and some of the ceilings had collapsed. We good. I was in L.A., the 37-year-old said. India made it out that motherfucker ASAP. Um, Musically, Benny the Butcher has been pretty active. Time to Talk 4 was released in March, led by the single Johnny P's Caddy, featuring J. Cole, Diddy, Conway the Machine, Westside Gun, Stove God Cooks, <laughs> Boldy James, <laughs> and 38 Spash also appeared in the project. Back in June, the Burner Approved rapper said, Welcome to the States, which was a sobering reflection on the state of this country in the wake of the tragic mass shootings in Buffalo. The track backed by the alchemist produced We Cry Together beat from Kendrick Lamar's Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers sends shots at politicians, white supremacists, and the negative perception of black people in the media. Benny even takes the time out to send love to Young Thug and Gunner who have been in jail for months due to RICO charges founded upon their rap lyrics. The Griselda rapper used the track to promote a, a charitable effort where fans can purchase Pray for Buffalo shirts and the proceeds would go to victims of the May 14th shooting. 
And another and other Benny the Butcher news. Yes. Um <clears throat> so Benny the Butcher was has vowed to drop the best Def Jam project since DMX's groundbreaking 1998. It's dark and hell is hot. Hmm. The braggadocious claim was made by the Buffalo rapper on Twitter where he wrote, in quote, I'm a I'ma have the best hip-hop Def Jam album since DMX. It's dark and hell is hot. To clarify how bold this claim is, Spotify's head of urban music tweeted out that if Benny's statement came to be true, that would mean it'll also surpass every Kanye West project from the college dropout to Life of Pablo, um, Jay-Z's Black Album, and Blueprint, Jeezy's The Recession, and Thug Motivation 101, Pusha T's Daytona, Scarface's The Fix, and YG's My Crazy Life. DMX's It's Dark and Hell is Hot have been hailed as one of the greatest debuts in rap history. The project debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, moving 250,000 units in its first week, and has been and has since been certified four times platinum by the R by the Recording Industry Association of America. Um, the last sole effort from Benny the Butcher was Time to Talk for, which was also his first Def Jam project since signing with the label last November. Benny Benny's third studio album debuted at number 15 on the Billboard 200, moving 20,000 units prior to the project's release. Um, Prior to the project's release, um, prior to the project's release, prior to the project's release, um, hold on a second. Prior to the project's release, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Wait, 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 wait. Um, wait, prior to the project's release, wait a second. Um, wait a minute. Where is it? Oh boy, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Yes, um, um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? The last effort for being individual, which was okay. Prior to the project's release, the Griselda members um, also made a braggadocious claim that said it would be a heavy album of the year contender for 2022. While, while niggas be talking this shit, who wanna bet my shit go crazy when I drop Tana Talk 4? Benny asked his fans in an Instagram video, if anybody doubted me, who wanna bet? What we talking about? Who wanna bet me? He continued, I know the same niggas who be talking that shit. We are, what are we doing right now? Album of the year, who wanna bet me right now? Album of the year for consideration before it even came out or even heard a single. I got 10 bands to anyone, five. I got 20 bands to anyone, 10. Who wants to take that bet? However, uh, Bane the Butchers signing to Def Jam didn't sit well with fans at first who worried the rapper might be in danger of selling out. 
Benny bit back at these comments in a separate IG video. You niggas who be in my DMs, who be in my comments saying like, yo, yo, don't let Def Jam do this or don't let Def Jam do that. What what y'all on? Benny question. What you think nigga worked this hard and, and was this stuff made for love for this long to get somewhere and let somebody tell me? You know what? You can't do it like this no more. You got to do it like this. He continued, y'all got to use y'all fucking brains before y'all starting start thinking shit like that. I'm a boss. You feel like you feel what I'm saying? That's how I got here by making my own decisions and they understand that. So, stop saying shit just to say it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Remains to be seen, so we'll see what happens with the whole Benny the Butcher project. We'll see about that. Um, let's see. All right, Glorilla. Glorilla um, caught a win with her break, breakthrough hit FNF Let's Go, but she has um, also run into a legal dispute with the song's producer, Hit Kid. On Sunday, October 16th, Hit Kid called out Glorilla on Twitter after the Memphis rapper and her team allegedly tried to seize ownership of the, the viral hit. 27-year-old producer claimed Big Glow signed paperwork for the song on which he shares cold billing without informing him of the terms of the deal and is now trying to drag him to court over the issue. So basically, these folks are trying to take need to court over FNF because they want to own the song. But they want to own the song to put it on this EP, which both parties knew he wrote. So tell me how you gonna put FNF in your contract without telling me after. I told you and your manager every day that we was in LA in with Sweetie that labels are going to try to sign you because of FNF, so watch out. I also told you to let me know when labels reach out so we can be on the same page, but you still went and signed my song without telling me. He added, I did my best to protect you and the girls. This is only a portion of what I've been through. I'm bringing light to this before word gets out like I'm the bad guy. I'm a stand-up guy, and I stand on my business and morals. So, this is what this is what um Hickey is saying. So, basically, these folks are trying to take me to court over FNF because they want to own the song, but they want to own the song to put it on this EP, which both parties knew. Yeah, I already read that part. I read that part already. Hickey also revealed. He warned Glorilla and her manager against using collective music groups' lawyers when she signed to Yo Gotti's label earlier this year, but they apparently didn't listen. I told her and her manager not not use not use the lawyers from the label. They still did. He wrote in response to a fan who speculated that Glorilla used in-house attorneys at CMG, who negotiated a deal that favored their, their artists. <clears throat> in another tweet, um, Hick Kid called out Jen Essenbray, 
Essenbury, vice president of publishing at 300 Entertainment who elect for allegedly claiming he was signed to the label when he wasn't. And Jan from 300 Entertainment linked to telling her boss I was signed to them and I wasn't. He wasn't before adding everybody mad because I wouldn't sign to them. Um, Glorilla caught wind of Hit Kids tweets and responded via a series of posts of her personal Facebook page where she claimed the producer is salty because she didn't sign to his label as part of a group. Niggas has been salty ever since Iron signed today label to be a group so so um so zero dollar um S and H shaking my head. She wrote along with multiple crying <laughs> crying face emojis. A 23-year-old also alleged hit kit actually sold F and F. Let's go for fifty thousand dollars without telling her before the song blew up. That sucks. One more thing before I log out, nigga. You signed the, the song away the first week without without me knowing for 50K because you didn't know how big it was going to be. Should I keep going? She asked. Huh. Um, ha. <laughs> Glorilla, Glorilla capped off her response with an impassioned message claiming she has made barely any money from the song herself while saying she still has love for hit kid despite their legal disagreement nigga done made so much money from fnf and i haven't made not one red cent other than shows but i'm still prospering because guess what i can rap in the real life and ain't no motherfucker one hit wonder yeah yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. I wrote every so- single lyric and every single song I ever put out. Um. And even after all this, I still got love for Hit Kid because we came up together, even though he'd been going behind my back every ever every since ever since the song blew but that's another story for another day huh um the dispute heated up further when kadeem phillips ceo of power entertainment and hit kids business partner weighed in and brought down the alleged arrangement between glorilla and hit kid much to the former's displeasure. Phillips claimed Hit Kid split the rights of FNF Let's Go evenly with Glorilla and looked out for her to the point he saved her from losing millions while navigating the music industry. Let me address this from the business side because I see a lot of confusion, he began in a Facebook post. At, at the end of the day, Hit Kid did great business. He gave up 50% of the masters and 50% of the publishing for FNF directly to Glow. We actually did everything to protect Glow from the industry and herself. Honestly, Glow independently collects the money for FNF. It's all hers. 
she just doesn't own the song and never will. We actually saved her from losing millions and Globe was able to get her deal without having to sell her independent record. Phillips then blames CMG for any financial issues Glorilla may be experiencing, calling it a pathetic way for a black man from Memphis to attack another black man from Memphis, seemingly referring to Yo Gotti. <clears throat> Glow and Hickhead get 50% split evenly of all the money brought on FNF. Unfortunately, CMG froze all the money, even Glow money in there latest claim to us he added so if she hasn't seen her money tell her to ask her lady about it since she sold her masters in publishing to them glow won't see a dime until um her advance payback but that was her choice by signing to cmg luckily hickhead still owns the song because we did a deal to keep the ownership his deal was only to distribute the song and market it so that Glow as well as well as the other girls could be successful. Glow really responded in his comment section with shut your big cryberry fat ass up. Y'all lie about everything. You you the biggest slime out, out of out of the whole situation. He even know that, but okay. FNF Let's Go was released on April 29th and quickly became a viral hit on TikTok. The song's success earned Glorilla a lucrative deal with Yo Gotti CMG, a co-sign uh, from Cardi B and the award for best break breakthrough hip-hop artist at the 2022 Hip Hop Awards. Big Glow has since kept the momentum going with the release of Tomorrow and his sequel, um, tomorrow too, which boasted an appearance from Cardi. Here it up for on Glorilla and and the amount of success to see you guys right now. <clears throat> All right. Um. Let's see what other topics we need to get to before I um. All this other stuff. Oh, yeah. All pedestrians get hit. Wait a minute. Yes. Let me get to that. Let me get to that. Let me get to that. Wait, four pedestrians. Hey, did I do that one? I could have sworn I did it. But, um, <clears throat> did I do this one? Yeah, this one I did. Um, yeah, I, let me just do that. Hold on a second. <clears throat> Four pedestrian. I hit by a motorcycle in the Bronx. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. So four pedestrians. 
Okay, four pedestrians were struck by a motorcycle in the Bronx on Wednesday afternoon, officials said. The victims were taken to Lincoln Hospital after 3 p.m. crash at East 149th Street and 3rd Avenue, the FDNY said. Photos from the scene appear to show some of the pedestrians lying and sitting on the ground with no obvious signs of major injury. The department said it was unable to immediately provide further information about the victims. The NYPD said it had no information about the crash. All right, on to the next one. Um, let's get to let's get to the uh, all right. Let's get to the if I'm. Let me get to the uh, thing. Oh, um, yes. So we're gonna go into. Yeah, we're gonna get into. Oh, Big Tigger. Let's get into Big Tigger. Yeah, let's get into Big Tigger. By the way, um, yes. Um. <laughs> yeah, this one was crazy, but um. Let's get into big ticket for a sec, though. Um, so, so DMX is an indelible in part of hip hop history. Thus, it was always enjoyable to hear stories about the youngest New York rapper that hadn't been previously shared before his tragic passing in April 2021. Big ticket stopped by T Pain's Nappy Boy Radio podcast on Tuesday, October 18th with a story that made the auto-tune crooner unable to contain his laughter. Oh, man. Um, I've never told this story before. The former Rap City host began DMX week comeback from commercial, and on the screen is a scroll of all the films he's in. His filmography, I was like, yo, X, back on Rap City, you, you building a hell of a film filmography he he then describes how the party up rapper gives him a bewildered bewildered um look before saying hey yo dog what the fuck is, is a filmography <laughs> the former 106 and part host responds all all your movies to um which x says ah don't get fancy with me just say i got a lot of dope movies dog <laughs> Big ticket shares um how how that is a moment he will never forget before the Florida artist explodes with laughter. That is fucking awesome, man. That's dope as hell. <laughs> Despite DMX's lack of knowledge <laughs> of them of the term, he deserved the credit having appeared in films such as Valley, Cradle to the Grave, Romeo Must Die, Exit Wounds, and Never Die Alone. Those films, along with an extensive discography, will always stick with the culture. But fans were gifted a posthumous release in the May 2021 album, Exodus. The LP featured um, Jay-Z, Lil Nas, Lil Wayne, Snoop Dogg, and of course, his longtime collaborator, Swizz Beach. Uh, the excitement to hear his brooding <laughs> rap voice even after it, after it left this plane boosted the album to a top 10 spot on the Billboard 200 album start upon release. 
didn't know what a filmography was. Oh, man, that's funny. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's really fucking funny right there, man, to be honest with you. All right. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. So, in honor of Halloween, I decided to actually um go over not only the best and worst costumes, but the best and worst horror movies and the best parties. So, um let's go over um let's go over the uh the uh Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Oh, let me get to Chipotle real quick before I go over the stuff. Hold on. Um, okay, so for the first time in 2019, uh, the burrito uh, will be available to purchase in the restaurant at Chipotle locations nationwide on October 31st, 2022. As part of the brand's annual burrito promotion, um, Chipotle rewards members who dress up in costume and visit any participating Chipotle restaurant on October 31st from 8 p.m. local time to close will receive a $6 entry offer. To mark the occasion, Chipotle teamed up with artist um, Pablo Rochat to create a special trailer that celebrates the 22nd year of Burrito. To keep the party going, fans and restaurants in Halloween can also participate in the Burrito Sweet States taking place on Gen Z's favorite new social media platform, Be Real. Participants will be will have the chance to win one of 10 free burritos um, for a year, year prizes by following these steps. Of course, obviously, yeah, today is the 31st already, so that's pretty much what it is. Um, and uh, taking a Be Real photo in a costume at a Chipotle restaurant on October 31st and posting it on Be, on Be Real with the hashtag Burrito Sweet States. Sharing their Be Real to Instagram stories by tagging Chipotle and adding Burrito Sweet States. Chipotle is giving away extra cash to Chipotle Rewards members for Halloween with cash app. A total of $25,000 will be up for grabs through October 27th, which already passed already. Fans can, and fans already, this is a um, recap actually. So fans can enter for a chance to win by signing up for Chipotle Rewards, following Chipotle tweets, dropping this cash, the cash tag with Chipotle Burrito as a reply to Chipotle's tweet announcing each giveaway on October 13, 20, 25, or 27. Chipotle will give away a total of five thousand dollars each day on October thirteenth, twentieth, twenty fifth. The last minute costume shop is in mind. Yeah, and and that's about it. That's about it with that right there. The brand would double down and give out a total of ten thousand dollars in cash on October twenty seventh, which already um been done already. But I just wanted to get that out the way. Um. Anyway, let's get to let's get to the um 
All right, we're going to get to the, uh, now this is some, um, all right, so we're going to get into, yeah, let's get into the worst films um, so far this year. We're going to get into that right there. So let's see. So this is crazy. Um, so the worst, okay, so the worst movies. Like, I don't even know if they're scary. Well, they're not scary movies, but. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Big Bug um, is another worst movie. The Bubble. Um, there's, uh, I can't say Doctor Strange in the Multiverse is the worst movie. No, that's not the worst. Incep- Interceptor. Yeah, that's probably the worst. Um, no, Marry Me is the worst movie. Jurassic World Dominion, I can't really agree with that. Memory might be the worst. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, I'm not even going to get into all this shit, though. But anyway, let's get to... All right, man. So, um... Yeah, um... I already got to... Wait a second, what is this? What is this? Um... Yeah, damn, man. Damn. Aries started, but I don't think I'm going to be able to get to it. I don't think I'm going to be able to get to it, though. Fortunately. Oh, shit. Anyway, let's get to the... Let's get to... um. All right, let's get to worst costumes in the meantime. Let's get to that. Let's do that. Um. Okay, Halloween weekend is coming. You've made... You've made zero zero headway on your costume. You know you'll regret procrastinating when you are the only one at the party who didn't dress up. Halloween might be easy for the rich and famous, but for us regular folk, the holiday is a blur of last-minute Amazon Prime orders. Sorry, and trips to Party City only to wish you, A, didn't leave things to the last minute, and B, didn't go to that damn party at all. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. To help you get through spooky season, we're not telling you what to dress up as. Instead, we, we've compiled a list of costumes we absolutely do not want to see this year, including a certain um, respected serial killer the slap heard around the world and anything same, um, everything Kanye West related. And obviously, everybody um, is saying that the Jeffrey Dahmer costume is the worst one. So that's pretty much what I heard so far. And the sexy Queen Elizabeth II is considered the worst. <laughs> and I already mentioned it. So provocateurs, please. It's neither edgy nor clever to trivialize the late Queen's legacy to colonialist violence. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, I already, um, and someone from, um, Twitter said the victim's families have expressed how triggering and uncomfortable this is for them, yet it's still on Netflix. And what's worse is there are people romanticizing and making it seem like Jeffrey Dahmer is just a fictional character. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah, I mean, look, I don't know, man. I didn't see it, so I don't have no comment on that one. 
Uh, he was a serial killer and a sex offender who murdered 17 people, including children. Also, the worst Halloween costume is Yeezy Season 9, which is ridiculous, man. White Lives Matter shirts are indeed terrifying, but a Halloween costume they do not make. Uh, another worst would, would be famous pedophile. Oh, gosh, no. Why? This includes... What? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a minute. Pedophiles? Are you serious? How is Elvis considered a pedophile? That's ridiculous. Prince Andrew, Jeffrey Epstein. Not sure about that one right there. And of course, um, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Of course, as The Onion put it, we are the are as a people simply simply too impatient, stupid, and psychologically stunted to be discussing this trial at all. The slap. Oh my gosh. Let's not turn the Halloween function into an open forum for more slap discourse. And of course, monkeypox, no, you can't dress up as a COVID-19 either. That's the worst costume ever. Marilyn Monroe, out of all people. Um, the, the woman's legacy has been through enough. The sacking of her wardrobe by Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> a joke of a biopic <laughs> and far too many Twitter threads. The last thing her memory needs is a mirror selfie of you in a white dress, blonde wig, and a fake beauty beauty mark. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. That's funny right there. Um. All right. Um. Let's see. We got some um okay, we got some um stuff to talk to you about though. Um we got some um okay, let's go over the, the best horror movies of 2022, scariest films. Let's go over that one right there. Um let's see. Okay, 23 best horror films so far. Um, since the dawn of the horror movie that was 2020, each year seems to feel like a less original but a quite equally painstaking reboot and a should have never been rebooted horror franchise. Every turn of the season, um, every turn of the season, um, seems to come with a jump scare that somehow unsurprisingly yet unprecedented. Precedented, and though we may have been faced with plenty of events that were that weren't on our 2020 bingo cards by now, we can't predict that variant lurking around the corner like a bad slasher film. Well, 2022 has completely kicked off our notions about horror films out the front door. There's an explosion of new and original films in the genre, and each of us, each one ups the ante on our expectations. If manufactured um, horror, horror provides you some strange comfort amidst IRL chaos, there are plenty of films from this year that will get you, that'll get your adrenaline pumping while still providing the sweet relief of remembering it's just a movie 
here are some of the best horror movies of 2022. Okay, let's start with um let's start with the menu. <laughs> the menu is a brand new horror film from the mind of Mark Mylod, who worked you may be familiar with if you've seen Shameless or Succession. Um, the film follows a young couple who travels to a remote island for a fine dining experience hosted by a celebrity chef who promises them an evening they won't soon forget. The menu is hilariously and sports vitally sharp social commentary starring Anya Taylor-Joy and, and Nicholas Holt. Don't miss it. Pearl. Mm. Pearl is a much-anticipated follow-up prequel to Ty West's X. Secretly filmed back-to-back with X, Pearl stars Mia Goff as the young Pearl, whose ambitions to be an actress threatens anyone who stands in her way. Goff takes the role on with grip. Griping, griping flair, cementing herself as a scene stealing screen queen. Um, watch out, Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger. We can't wait for the next sequel in this series, Maxine. <laughs> Smile, um, which I previously talked about. That's in that's in theories now. A film with terrifying visuals and the promise of a truly sinister and original story smile hit the big screen this fall it may look like your typical run of the mill jump scare infested horror film but smile stands out in its unsettling exploration of trauma even the trailer has haunting scenes that are hard to forget all right (laughs) barbarian you should know the absolutely bare minimum about this film before watching this so you can and let it take you on a wild, terrifying, and completely unpredictable ride. Starring Justin Long, Bill Skarsgård, and Georgina Campbell, Barbarian starts with starts starts with a young woman renting an Airbnb in Detroit, and ends up in a far different place than you could have imagined. You'll never look at the basement the same way again. Yeah, it probably did something very stupid. No one told you to go to the basement. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. No exit is set during a blizzard, which is already terrifying enough for most people. Uh, but when you throw in characters stranded in a, at a rest stop with a bunch of strangers, one of whom is a kidnapper with a child victim, Toll, you know things start to get a lot more frightening. My best friend's exorcism. Oh shit! Oh shit! Really? My best friend's exorcism, based on the novel by Grady Hendrix, is exactly you would expect from reading the title, starring. Um, Elsie Fisher, who is well on her way to being a renowned screen queen, is on the list for a second time. The first being the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Here she kicks up, she kicks it up a notch as a tough high schooler, hell bent on saving her best friend from demonic possession. 
as if high school could get any worse. Why does that remind me of Carrie? Um, <laughs> and the sequel to Orphan, which is Orphan Kill. <laughs> if you haven't seen the first Orphan film, you are missing out. Luckily, you don't even need to have watched it to enjoy the wild ride that is the prequel to the film. Esther, um, our favorite hormonal, hormonally imbalanced adult woman trapped in a body is back and ready to do, do whatever it takes, usually murder to get what she wants. Okay, bodies and bodies and bodies. Is this the film of comedy, a murder mystery, or a bloody slasher? Bodies, bodies, bodies refuses to define itself and is all the better for it. With a hilarious cast of misfits finding themselves isolated and being killed off one by one, you, you won't know if you sh should be biting your nails or laughing your butt off. <laughs> oh, man. And of course, the invitation inspired by Bram Stoker's Dracula. This adaptation of the old vampire tale would interest you with its gothic haunting atmosphere. A woman who searches for her long lost relatives is invited to a wedding with her newly discovered family members, only to find that they are hiding sinister intentions. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> wow oh man Halloween ends um, can't get enough of Michael Myers this 13th installment of Halloween franchise comes to comes just in time for the spookiest holiday of the year Laurie Strode and Michael Myers are back in action again will they ever, ever get tired of trying to kill each other of course Eric came out already and it's already in theaters right now, so um, okay, and then pray. Oh man, <laughs> ever watched Predator and thought, hmm, does this need a prequel? Well, pray has arrived to put that question to rest. Some fans even lauding pray as better than the original film. This is a horror action flick that would keep you on the edge of your seat. Uma, Irma, a horror film starring Sandra Oh. Who could ask for more? This film is not for the faint of heart, though. But not because of the scares or the ghosts lurking in the shadows, but due to its depictions of intergenerational trauma and how it leaves lasting scares within your psyche. Um, they damn, I don't really get it. I don't really get it though. But, um, and an exciting trend in the horror genre more LGBTQ characters are being introduced to films not just as pawns but as leads. In this mixed up fright fest, a group of LGBTQ um, young adults attend a conversation camp, all with their own reasons for coming. They find out that. Beyond the horrors of conversion therapy, a killer is on the loose. Uh, men. <laughs> A24 has established itself as the powerhouse of the elevator horror genre. 
this new entry from Alex Garland, director of Ex Machina. Machina, excuse me. Machina, yeah. Continues to push the boundaries on original horror films. It stars Jesse Buckley, a widow who takes a trip to a small town only to find the male residents there to not be more sinister than they seem. Scream. We all scream, but I scream. Yeah. Scream has been rebooted and parodied thanks to Scary Movie, Plenty of Tops. Plenty of Tops. But the fifth installment of Scream offers a fresh perspective on the franchise. Set in town of Woodsboro 25 years after after the infamous murders, Scream sees a, a new mass killer arrive arise this time targeting a group of teens who are each connected to the murders. And the Texas Chainsaw Massacre looks like Leatherface is at it again. Okay, the newest reboot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre isn't exactly a must-watch according to critics and or people who somebody seriously good, good movies. However, if you are one for nostalgia or just love, hate, watching bad slasher flicks, then you might be one of the brave few to persist in the face of one-star reviews Serving as a sequel to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre sees a group of teens set their eyes on a Texas ghost town for their next business venture. What they don't realize, though, is that the area is also the home of of serial killer Leatherface. Fresh, if you're looking for or a good measure of laughs amongst your screams, fresh my satiate your appetite. Um, premiering on Hulu earlier this year and starring normal people's <laughs> normal people, Daisy Edgar Jones. <laughs> oh man, Edgar, Edgar, yeah, Daisy Edgar Jones, of course, from Captain America's Sebastian Stan. Uh, the film takes a stab at lampooning modern dating, following a young woman whose frustration with dating apps is finally cured by a grocery store meet cute. The romance, the romance, uh, swiftly takes a turn as she learns that her new beau might be a cannibal. Yeah, um, if this year's Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot didn't do it for you. Then A24, A24's X, which is said to pay homage to TCM, that might be a refreshing reset. Set in 1979, the film follows the cast and crew of an indie porno who set out to shoot on the farm of an elderly couple. Their plans take a turn when they find themselves fighting for their lives. Come, come to see Kid Cudi in the 70s porno stash. Stay for the jump scares. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, I don't know if more. I don't know if Maurice is considered a scary movie, but 
Following 2018's release of Venom, Morbius is the next Spider-Man villain who received his own standalone Sony um, feature. Jared Leto stars in this origin story following the biochemist as he attempts to self-treat his own blood disorder only to develop vampirism. It is horrific. Is it horrific? Yes. Is it good? Well, the Morbius. The Morbin time meme made Morbius a surefire cult classic. <sighs> again with the word, again with the word cult. So we'll just get ahead of the curve and put it on the list. Crimes of the future. Oh geez. Not Thelma and Louise style, man, and Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> and, and director David. Cronenberg's first return to the horror genre since 1999 crime of the future is set in an unspecified future in which global warming and biotechnology have both completely altered the evolution of mankind. The film stars Viggo Mortensen, Leah Sado, and Kristen Stewart, which and features major feats of the imagination um, and special effects with zipper operated organs and humans capable of digesting plastics. This body horror flick is quite literally not for those with a weak stomach. Yeah. Watcher. So the plot of Watcher is pretty classic horror movie setup that has been done before and time and time again. But there's a reason why classics are the classics. In the rear window-esque thriller, an expat in Eucharist gets a sinking feeling that she is being watched by her neighbor and that this might be linked to the serial killer on the loose. As anyone who's seen it follows might predict Maker Moreau's horror chops bring a captivating feel to this psychological thriller. All right. Um, <laughs> hold on a second. Uh, um, the Black Phone. The Blumhouse latest Ethan Hawke stars as a mass, mass murderer who kidnaps a child and traps him in a soundproof basement. While locked away, the child discovers a dis disconnected phone from, from which he is able to communicate with the deceased victims of his kidnapper. With the help of their guidance, he might be able to, to make it out alive. Nope, which already came out this year. Um, Hold on a second. Yeah, Nope, which came out this year, a Jordan Peele film starring Daniel um, Kalua, Kiki Palmer, and Steven Yuan. That's right, the horror film of your dreams um, is here and desperate to make you fear the sky. Oh, wow. Okay, um, let's see what else we have here. Let's see what else we got here, though. Um, yeah, um, okay, that was the like 23 best movies ever. Um, let's see what else we got here. Oh, let's go over the best Halloween costumes while I'm at it. Okay. Okay, so 
Oh, let's see. So, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. Wait a minute. So, let's go over the men's costumes. Let's go over the men's costumes. Um, so, okay, the men's costumes. Um, okay, so what we have here is a whole list of costumes on this website called HalloweenCostumes.com. And it has a whole list of costumes of women and men and different types of um, costumes. So starting with Disney Adult Dr. Facilier costume, Adult Obi-Wan costume, we have Adult Darth Vader costume, Willy Wonka, Adult Oopa Loopa. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> man's Disney, the Little Mermaid Prince, <laughs> Eric costume. Oh man, <laughs> man's tangled, tangled Flynn Rider costume. Oh man, um, adult Boba Fett costume, um, Disney adult Pluto costume. Okay. Um, Disney's men's sweet, sweet, sleepy dwarf costume. Willy Wonka plus size adult open <laughs> Yo, shit. Oh, man. Naruto, um, Shippuden adult Sasuke. Um, Uchiha costume. Adult, adult, adult deluxe Disney Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, Oogie Boogie. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> adult the Mandalorian costume. Frozen Olaf adult costume. We have adult um, Disney Nightmare Before Christmas lock costume. <laughs> Plus size 101 Dimension. Um, Pongo adult costume, one Z. Hmm. Adult size Mickey, adult size deluxe Mickey Mouse costume. Adult deluxe Dis Disney Pinocchio costume. Um, Stranger Things adult demo Gorgon. <laughs> adult ghost face costume. <laughs> um, blue mechanic coveralls costume. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ravenclaw uniform Harry Potter sweater. Oh gosh. <laughs> Mary, Mary Poppins man Burt Jackie costume. Oh man. <laughs> Blue Richard Simmons. Adult Blue Richard Simmons costume. Oh wow. <laughs> Adult wears Waldo costume. Classic Waldo costume. <laughs> oh man. Lightyear light adult premium Buzz Lightyear costume. Adult Napoleon died on my costume. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Adult Sesame Street Elmo onesie costume. <laughs> oh my god. The Disney Little Mermaid Men's King Triton costume. Oh gosh. I can't believe they're so expensive, man, with these costumes. But anyway, Adult Grover costume. Men's Avatar The Last Airbender Soak. Costume. Um, Disney's Little Space Man, 
baby carrier cover cover. Oh boy. Harry Potter. Um <laughs> oh wow. Harry Potter um Gryffindor uniform sweater for adults. Oh boy. That's interesting. That's interesting and funny. Um adult curl up costume. Um um poor Moana costume. <laughs> um adult money heist jumpsuit and mask costume. Okay. That sounds pretty decent. Transformers Optimus Prime converting adult uh, costume. Huh. Adult White Year Space Ranger um, Deluxe costume. Hold on a minute. Um, all right, so um, <laughs> plus size Snow White dopey costume, <laughs> Man Sinister Scarecrow costume, um, Nightmare Before Christmas movie. Oh gosh, Aladdin animated adult genie inflatable costume, <laughs> um, adult Deku My Hero Academia Izuku. Midori, Midoriya costume. Uh, Disney Deluxe Woody Toy Story costume plus size costume. Okay, Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater costume kit. <laughs> Adult Magic Carpet. <laughs> Adult Carpet Aladdin costume. Oh my god. <laughs> Adult Quarter. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> the donkey costume. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> the Disney Happy Dwarf costume. Oh man. This is so fun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for laughing, but this is one of the funny. This is one of the like this is one of the best costumes I ever seen. But the dumbest one right here is the the, the Bitcoin costume. <laughs> oh shit! Oh man, the Barney dinosaur costume. Oh gosh, no, no. Um. <laughs> okay, Disney Man's plus size Little Mermaid King Tribal costumes, sexy men cowboy costumes. Oh my god. Men's Disney Snow White Sneezy Dwarf costume, um, Barrow um, Adult costume, Nightmare Before Christmas, <laughs> Grilled Meat. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so funny, man. <laughs> oh man. Captain Jack Sparrow plus size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go to the women's. Oh gosh, <laughs> this is gonna be the funniest one. Oh man, oh man, women's breakfast at Tiffany's pajama costume. <laughs> women's great, women's great escape prisoner costume. Oh man, adult Paul Paul Patrol sky costume, women's casual Wonder Woman costume. Um, there's um. 
Karate Kid Danielson women's costume, adult Jack in the box costume. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> adult Ravenclaw uniform Harry Harry Potter sweater. Oh gosh. Women's minion costume. <laughs> okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, women's sweet scarecrow costume. Um <laughs> Oh man, Harry! Yeah, I'm not gonna really pronounce that G word. I'm not even gonna attempt to do that. Anyway, women's plus size casual Wonder Woman costume. Okay, Beauty in the plus size Beauty and the Beast um, Belle blue dress costume. Uh, women's plus size um, Disney Snow White costume. <laughs> adult Hufflepuff uniform Harry Potter sweater. Okay, another adult. Um, another adult magic carpet Aladdin costume. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> plus, um, Disney Plus size premium fairy godmother costume. Uh, <laughs> uh plus size zookeeper costume. Jeez Louise! <laughs> Melissa, Mali- Maleficent costume. Oh shit! <laughs> um. Orange inmate women's prisoner costume, um, plus size great escape prisoner costume, uh, adult premium dairy, no, excuse me, fairy godmother costume, adult princess Leah hooded costume, uh, uh, adult daisy duck costume, um, ew, Corella Deville costume, jeez. Adult plus size deluxe Mickey Mouse costume, women's dot disorders nurse costume. Uh, there's a uh, women's sexy Medusa costume, adult inflatable chicken costume. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> adult bear onesie costume, women's plus size disco babe costume, and um, women sexy women's sheriff costume. That's all right. Um. Adult two-headed clown costume. Oh no! As long as it's not from the It movie, man. <laughs> um, Moana plus size um poor costume. Adult hostess Twinkie. <laughs> oh my gosh! You're already making me hungry right now with this Twinkie costume. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Plus size October Fest Hottie costume. Women's um white pirate shirt. <laughs> um women's Mardi Gras on sequin dress. Women's sun goddess costume. <laughs> women's sexy plus size cat scratch. Women's vintage strong women costume. Uh women's red lady pip <laughs> costume. Um, adult quarter, co- <laughs> oh no, a quarter costume, oh my gosh, <laughs> and then you got the lime costume, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> oh man, women's moonbeam witch costume, Care Bears classic bedtime bear, um, plus size costume, 
and there's the <laughs> the Crayola crayon costume. Oh wow. Oh man. Women's heroic background costume. That's okay. <laughs> um adult frog onesie costume, adult pick me up zombie hunter inflatable costume. Oh jeez. <laughs> Stay puffed marshmallow man. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Oh man. Where is spooky siren costume? Oh man. And the plus women's plus size 80s pink pop star costume. Um adult Masha Marsha and the bear Marsha costume. Oh man. Oh man. Uh women's plus size nurse MJ costume, power strip adult costume. Oh no. The extension cord. <laughs> Right here is um hold on a second, pull it up. 
it is going to be stream choices on the go. Here we go. Let's do this. Trying to wrap this up right now, man. And you know what to do, folks. Um, you love the topics that's being discussed, um, especially the ones that's funny and the ones that's informative and all that other stuff. Why don't you just go ahead and show some love by making a charitable, excuse me, by following off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast on Facebook and Instagram, alongside with my other um shows that's also on the gram as well, which is excellent fun, vibrant talks podcast, the sports edition show, and the review show, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, which um which is also on the gram as well as myself. Um, you can follow your boy, um, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Turning your notifications so you can be reminded reminded of when um, each episode is going to be dropping. So, um, actually, when it's, actually, um, actually, um, the schedule is going to be Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, which is still the same schedule of when each episode is going to be dropping. So, you know what I mean? So, um, after that, man, we're gonna get into we're gonna get into where you can listen to the episodes and stuff like that. So, um, without further ado, we're gonna go into where you can listen. And and um, hold on a minute here. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Um. Now, if you go to the link in bio where it says Linktree slash G Money Stacks 555, you're gonna see a whole list of audio streaming platforms and and where you can watch the episodes whatsoever. So let's get started. Of course, you can leave a voice message on anchor.fm slash G Money Stacks. And of course, speaking of Anchor, that's where we're gonna start. Anchor, Audacity, Audible, Audio Burst, Amazon Music Breaker. Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM Podcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Pod Bay, Pod Friend, Podo Polo, Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Podverse, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and you can leave a five-star rating on Podchaser, Podfriend, Apple Podcasts, and of course Spotify with a five-star rating and review. Um will be appreciated right there. And of course you can listen to um off the meat rat chains New York podcast episodes on Radio Public and alongside with iHeartRadio, the number one app for music radio and podcast. And once again, you don't need to use a credit card or debit card to actually download these download these apps including iHeartRadio right here. Um you can download um, iHeartRadio and and the other apps that I just mentioned onto your iPhones, Android phones, iPads, and Android tablets. All right, and um, and for the most part, you can follow my other shows that's also on iHeartRadio, um, which is Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, um, the Sports Edition show, and of course. Um, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast review show, which is on iHeartRadio as well. And of course, and of course, plus, make sure you grab that subscribe button for me on the 
on the YouTube channel page, G Money Stacks 555. Um, and click on the Noni Noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the every live stream and when the episode is going to be, going to be recording according to time. Leave a like and a comment on along with the episodes. More video content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes, in case you miss any of them. Everything is uploaded to the streaming platforms, including the YouTube channel page. So you can catch up on all the episodes and all that great stuff right there. And of course, and of course, be sure to tell a friend to another friend, share the videos, share the episodes, download these episodes, listen, stream. And watch these episodes in case you miss any of them. Everything's going to be all there. And, of course, um, word of mouth is important. Um, of course, be sure to, to share the podcast along with the link that says Linktree slash GMoneyStacks555 with all the audio streaming platforms that I just mentioned. And, of course, um, YouTube. Um, for you to download onto your, onto your phones, your tablets and stuff. And of course, um, yes, spread the word to um, your husbands, your wives, your boyfriends, girlfriends, and your friends and the people you are cool with. All right. And, and yes, that's going to do it. That's going to do it for um, episode 202. Welcome to hell. Halloween style. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um it's pretty it's pretty interesting and good actually. And um um and don't forget that the grind doesn't stop. Um hard work pays off. If you want something, you have to work hard to get it and earn it. And New York wasn't built in a day. And of course, you want to find something that makes you happy mentally, physically, and spiritually um, alongside with um, finding things that clicks to you and makes you happy. Don't let anybody stop you from following your goals and dreams. You do that for yourself. Don't worry about pleasing other people. You have to please yourself. Be you, find your voice. Of course, um, be confident in what you do, and of course, and of course, um, you know, you know, look for something that clicks to you with a spark that gets you into your zone alongside with tunnel vision. All right, and and of course, that's gonna do it for me. I'm off this shit. Thank you very much for tuning in to episode 202, and. And I'll see y'all in, and I'll see y'all next time. Um, peace and one love. Stay liquid. Take care of one another. Be careful out there while trick-or-treating. And of course, um, have yourselves a good night and a good Halloween night. So take it easy and good night, folks.
Listen, folks, if you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple things. If you like to support Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast, you can show some love by following the show on Facebook and Instagram with the same name at Off the Meat Rack Chains NY Podcast. O-F-F-T-H-E-M-E-A-T-R-A-C-K-C-H-A-I-N-Z-N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Alongside with my primary Instagram handle, GMoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel, GMoneyStacks555. Be sure to click the subscribe button. Grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes that will automatically be posted after the recordings. Like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the videos, download your favorite episodes, rate, spread the word to a friend, to other individuals. Please be sure to share the podcast with audio stream choices to your friends. The audio streaming services includes Anchor, Audio Burst, Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Addict, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love.